Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Louise Robbins, and I would like to introduce Patrick Heck, running for Alder from District 2. As we begin, please tell our viewers a bit about how your educational, vocational, and civic experience has prepared you for the position and why you decided to run for Alder. Thank you, Louise, and, and, and to the League for giving me this opportunity, and, and thanks to the viewers for engaging with the local political process. Uh, being District 2 Alder for the past few years has been a natural extension of my years of public service and activism. I spent more than a decade working on LGBTQ rights in Virginia, and after I moved to Madison, I led neighborhood committees and evaluating development proposals when we used what little leverage we had to push for affordable housing and sustainability features. Throughout those years, I never imagined running for office. I still wince when referred to as a politician. I think of myself just as a representative of District 2. I stepped up two years ago because my friend Liddell Zellers was stepping down, and I felt we needed an alder who knew the district, its concerns and needs, and an understanding of citywide processes and issues. I also felt that the district needed to know its alder. I already had relationships with hundreds, if not thousands, of my neighbors, and those relationships have only deepened. I hope our discussion will provide insight on my experience and my understanding of the issues that we face today. Thanks. Thank you. What issue or issues have you identified as being of primary concern to the residents of your district, and how would you approach tackling them? Uh, like with all of the city, I think racial equity and social justice are at, are pretty much at the top of everyone's list. And those infuse, uh, I think, every other important issue, including transportation, uh, climate ch addressing climate change and sustainability, particularly in development matters, because District 2 is a development intense area and has been for pushing a decade now. Um, I, I think that is about at the top of everyone's list, including how do we integrate affordable housing and workforce housing into new developments and maintain the, the uh, affordable housing that we currently have. There, there aren't easy answers to those, but being on plan commission, uh, I, I have some insight and I'm sponsoring, even as we speak, quite a few uh, ordinance changes related to expanding housing opportunities, including cooperative housing. Um, in terms of climate change, uh, because I'm a climate weather researcher at UW, I understand climate change and flooding and uh, also uh, the science behind uh, each and um, have been working on sustainability matters, including the electrical vehicle charging ordinance that was just passed and related matters. In terms of uh, racial justice and social equity, like I said, I think uh, the entire city needs to continue to, uh, you know, address these concerns and uh, every decision we make needs to be uh, uh, considered through a, a racial justice and social equity lens. Thank you. There will be an advisory referendum on the ballot in April about a number of modifications to the Common Council, including changing the number of members, making it full-time, and changing the term of office. Which of the ideas being advanced do you embrace? Why or why not? Uh, that's a good question. And honestly, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where I fall on these, these matters right now. Um, one thing I do understand is that the system that we 
currently operate under in terms of uh, common counsel is not equitable. And it's also a tremendous uh, amount of work for some of us. Um, I uh, have the privilege of uh, working sometimes 50 or 60 hours a week on my Alder job, in addition to working halftime at UW. And that's, that's the privilege I have. I was able to cut back to halftime uh, last year. But um, many alders don't have that privilege and uh, they might have families, they, they need to work full time, but also there, there's uh, inequities across the districts uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, both how engaged the, the, the residents are and, and how much time the alders have to devote to the district specific issues. So. I can see some benefits to dropping to 10 alders uh, and, and uh, going to full time, although I am worried about the lack of representation that District 8, generally the campus district, uh, would be likely to have. And if we go to full time, that probably eliminates a student alder position, which it would be unfortunate. So I, I don't know how that can be addressed. And like I said, I'm not sure if those are, are uh, uh, good, good solutions. In terms of pay, um, you know, if you work full time, I think you deserve uh, probably a reasonable salary. But uh, I don't know how that will work out financially for the city. There's there's a big community discussion to have and, and the referendum coming up is only advisory. Thank you. Homelessness, evictions, and lack of affordable housing are vexing problems for Madison that seem to have been exacerbated in the time of COVID-19. What ideas would you advance or support to help solve these problems? Um, I, I'd say that the, the biggest problem we have in terms of housing is uh, supply. We just don't have enough housing. And uh, COVID has exposed what's been there all along is that the the people who are impacted the most by the lack of housing are, are disenfranchised people, particularly BIPOC, who uh, struggle to find decent housing in, in reasonable neighborhoods. And uh, I, I think that some of the things that the city's doing and that I've worked on have been helpful, but we need to do a lot more of it. Uh, we're currently working on a land banking policy. Uh, there's a draft out there now that I'm co-sponsoring that will uh, uh, hopefully provide uh, the city with additional leverage in terms of both future affordable housing developments and, and requirements uh, for such, as well as community land trusts and other models that we can use. Uh, instead of just letting private developers do affordable housing, I think the, the community development authority and and uh, can possibly get more involved and use its bonding authority to create more public housing. That's another opportunity. Um, I, I, I think that, that that's a, the supply is a big problem and we need to continue to promote that. There are many other ways we need to help those affected by the COVID uh, pandemic, including eviction protections, which we're fortunately working on now and also uh, protecting small businesses. With the selection of a new police chief and the creation of a community oversight board, there's a lot of attention focused on policing and criminal justice, both from the perspective of racial equity and law enforcement and the concern of many citizens that in fact crime, 
especially car thefts and home burglaries, is increasing and that police response is inadequate. How would you deal with these concerns? Well, first of all, I'd say that uh, I think the, the narrative that uh, Madison is crime ridden is not really true. I mean, it's terrifying, I'm sure, when uh, uh, there's been a lot of gun violence and burglaries and car thefts, and they occur in my district too. Uh, but honestly, crime is a function of uh, a, a society that doesn't take care of everyone. There are manifestations of a lack of education, a lack of opportunity that uh, the the city government can't solve all of those, but it can certainly adopt policies that will promote uh, better education, better job opportunities, better training, and things like that, that will, uh, you know, provide opportunities for people. And certainly study after study shows crime rates go down. In terms of policing, um, uh, I, I don't think that uh, we really need to uh, grow our police force based on this narrative. In fact, I think, as, as many people know, there are opportunities to reduce the police budget. But I think we first need to build capacity outside of, of MPD in community organizations, mental health and things like this. And, and, and then we can uh, look at reducing uh, MPD's budget. I, I, I think it's inevitable that some of that is going to happen, though. Thank you. Madison businesses of all kinds have been severely stressed during the past year. What, if anything, would you propose to support business revitalization? The, uh, the small business equity and recovery program that the city is funding uh, obviously uh, has been a great success, but uh, the money I, I think is effectively tapped out uh, for 2021 already. So small businesses, particularly those owned and operated by BIPOC uh, are, are suffering. I, I think the uh, survey by the Latino Chamber of Commerce showed that 40% of, of businesses owned by uh, people of color are uh, thinking they might close by June 1st and the number is lower for the businesses in general, but still frightening. Um, I, I think we need to continue to uh, waive fees and license uh, fees that the city is, is currently doing. And I believe we've now extended that until April of next year. So that, that's helpful. And uh, for the restaurant industry that's suffering, so we need to continue to uh, provide ways for them to operate uh, the streetery program and, and all sorts of creative ways to uh, get them customers uh, as, long as, we, as long as they stay safe and healthy. Thank you. What measures should Madison take to increase our city's environmental sustainability? Um, I, I think there are a lot of things that we can do in the sustainability arena. Um, I'm, I've been working on a variety of ideas related to sustainability and development. Uh, we passed last year the, the rewrite of the stormwater ordinance, which I think was a big step. But uh, I think that we need to continue to push for solar capabilities and new developments as long as we don't run afoul of, of state law or, or state court decisions. Uh, I'd like to see uh, us go beyond uh, the 
current state energy efficiency requirements in new construction uh, whenever we can, again, without running afoul of state law. Uh, we've uh, also uh, worked on uh, a variety of other items related to uh, energy efficiency. And, and I think that uh, we, there's a lot more we can do. We can also incentivize uh, energy efficiency in existing buildings and homes. And I, I hope the city can establish that program. Thank you. On what committees would you like to serve and why? Uh, currently, uh, probably the biggest committee that I sit on is plan commission and having a, a background in development matters and a great interest in city planning, I, I would hope to continue on plan commission. Plan commission is also being much more proactive in the, than in the recent past and is, is actually working on policy changes also and recommending to alders uh, how we can uh, facilitate appropriate development. And uh, I think that's a big help. I'd like to stay on the Public Safety Review Committee, uh, spent a lot of energy this past year looking at the police budget and trying to understand how it works. Obviously, it's big and it has a lot of moving parts and trying to understand appropriate ways to reduce that. Uh, I'd like to stay on the Housing Strategies Committee, as well as the MPO, the Greater Madison Metropolitan Planning Organization that works on uh, metro area transit issues. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Um, I, I guess I'd close by first thanking, thanking everyone again for the opportunity to, to have this conversation. When I mulled over running for a second term, I weighed the pros and cons. I kept coming back to how my capabilities have grown over the past two years and that I don't want to let those go to waste just yet. What I've gained in my first term is what I barely knew existed. I now have a substantial understanding of District 2 and citywide issues. <clears throat> I've mastered the esoteric ways that local government enact policies and I have solid working relationships with city staff, who, by the way, are some of the most creative and dedicated people I've known. I've also learned to work with my council colleagues and that it is almost impossible to get policies changed without having open lines of communication. Alders must be able to talk, negotiate, and make decisions together. I plan to continue to use my knowledge to look at all issues through a social equity and and justice lens when addressing expansion of affordable and workforce housing, reducing the harm of our public safety system, providing resources for those struggling with housing, food insecurity and jobs during and after the pandemic, helping our business community survive so that both owners and employees can be successful and healthy and opening city processes to ensure all have access. Thanks. I want to thank Patrick Heck for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.